Hello and welcome to Cameo, guys. I'm your host, Mark Nelson. And always, I'm joined by Cam. Hello, hello. How are we? We good? We good? Yep. So, yeah, uh, good. this is our second podcast recording from today. So, yes. we, we got in, did a quick little uh, Batchy Chats recording. So, yeah. for those who haven't uh, tuned in yet, we have our new podcast, which is the Batchy Chats podcast presented yes. by Cameo Guys. At the moment, you can listen to one our, our thoughts on one and two yep. and everything preceding that. Yep. And we just recorded the our thoughts on the third and fourth episode, which was this Correct. week. Yes. So that's that's kind of what we've been doing. But we mm-hmm. also, are, I'm sure we've still found some time to watch yes. some other stuff. Yes. Um, what have you been watching, Kim? Well, we... we uh, We've st- we're still getting through the office, so oh yeah, I forgot you we guys are, were doing that. We haven't watched as much as we want to. We finished season one, okay, but there's still there's some really good ones in that one. We we loved just just by even the end of it, you kind of go on. Yep, there's some actually no, we've done season two. We've done summer season two because mm-hmm. we did the the Dundies. Um, Dundies are so good. A lot with like um, when he figures out Ryan is going to uni. And yes. He, yes. The, then he's he's the one that like burnt the building. Like he left his toaster on, and Dwight's very fire happy. guy. Fire <laughs> guy. Um, yeah. Uh, also, we were because because that's on um that's on Amazon Prime. Yes. So yes. we were floating around on that, and then we watched um a Reese Darby comedy special. Oh, that's on there. Very good. And it was really really good. Love Reese Darby. Um, had a, he told a massive story on that about. He went to Thailand once with his um with his partner, and he wandered off on his own and got high on mushrooms. As as you do, Reese. It was pretty recently too. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. Yeah. Yourself. Um, what have we been watching? Obviously, The Bachelor's taken up a lot of our time. Yes. Um, but we've uh, just finished off the latest season of Orange Is the New Black. Okay. Yes. And that show is becoming a bit of a chore. I think, yeah. Okay, so what's it up to? Four, five? I think this was five. Five? I watched one and I enjoyed it, but I'm like, I got what I wanted. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's it's just still a chore? A little bit. Like, it's been, like, the earlier seasons were good, but it just, mm-hmm. it's dragged on a little bit. But mm-hmm. there was some stuff that happened in this season that maybe have spiked our interest again. Okay. So hopefully that'll... Do something. Do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And translate into yeah, wanting to something else. Watch some more. Yeah, yeah. Um let, let's let's just get straight into <laughs> this movie uh that we've just sat down and watched together. Uh-huh. Um the nineteen ninety seven classic film classic. Beverly Hills Ninja. Which I don't know why you you chose it. We'll get into that. Well, there's reasons. We will get into them. <laughs> um but we're just gonna put our hands up and go. Not a lot to talk about in this film. No, there is um, not. We'll maybe we'll have a little bit of a chatter about Chris Farley. Yeah, obviously um, being the lead in this and just being Chris Farley. So there's lots to talk about there. Mm-hmm. But this could be quite a quick podcast. So if you were here hoping for some uh, long content on your Sunday night as we post this out, apologies, you're not getting it. No. Well, so it got chosen because mm-hmm. a this is the brief. <laughs> When there's a movie we need to watch on a on a Saturday, normally, we like to keep it under an hour and a half. Hits that brief. Yep. Easy movie. Hits that brief. 
Chris Farley. Yeah. I, I, as a kid, remember watching this and loving it. Yeah. And I still, I, I chuckled a lot in there, but it, it drags on this film. Yes. The first 10 minutes, great. Yeah. Loved it. You'll probably, some of this trivia that I've already just looked at, yep. I think will tick off a few of your criticisms. Okay. So, let, let's, like we said, we've got a bit of time <laughs> to kill. Um, so, we'll get into we'll get into the trivia in a bit. We'll just uh-huh. talk through, uh, obviously, you know, the usual, so who the cast and director are. So, it was uh-huh. directed by Dennis Dugan, uh, known for many of your um, films, he's done bit parts, works a lot with the Dennis that like Saturday Night Live crew. Okay. Um hasn't really directed much though, which explains quite a lot, but he's always yeah. like a bit character in pretty much every single Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore. Did he direct it? Oh much. Is this so? Oh yeah, director. Maybe he did direct all of them. Yep, Grown Ups mm. 2, Jack and Jill, just go with it, Grown Ups, you don't mess with the Zohan, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, um, so, if you, hate Adam, if you hate Adam Sandler, you probably yep. hate this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that just kind of gives you what the tone of oh, <laughs> this gosh. film is. Jack and oh. Yeah, Jack and Jill, not great. Um, so, obviously, the, the lead in this film is Chris Farley yeah. as Haru. Yep. Uh, Nicolette Sheridan as Allison. Mm-hmm. Uh Robin, That's it. Robin Shaw as Gobei. Okay, yeah. He was um, also known as Liu Kang in all of the Mortal Kombat movies. I was going to say, I know his face. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where and you know hair. it from. And that glorious hair. Mm-hmm. Um, good to know. He's kind of doing some stuff. So yeah. Nathaniel Parker as Martin, who was like the villain's been in a few things where he, I think he's always like that kind of... British villain? Yeah, British villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can we forget? Chris Rock. Chris Rock. As Joey. Yep. Yeah, uh, Keith Cook as Nobu, one of the other villains, mm-hmm. and then Sun Tek Oh as Sensei. That's oh, and uh, one one oh, random yeah. appearance that you were stoked with. <laughs> How far Will is Sasso? That? Will Sasso <laughs> was in this with hair. Oh, he looked strange. Know. Looked real weird. I I think this was kind of like I don't know, like it, the, him and Chris are the same kind of dude. Yeah. I, he would most definitely look up to Chris Farley. Yes. As an inspiration, I'm sure. Yes. Yep. Just with the the physical and yelly comedy. Yes. <laughs> Very yelly. So, <laughs> let, let's let's get into some, some trivia now. Okay. According to Bernie Brillstein, mm. Chris Farley was so disappointed in this film that he cried on Brillstein's shoulder after the first screening. Yep. According to an A&E biography... Chris Farley hated the film upon seeing it for the very first time and told his agent that he never wanted to do such a film again. Good. Farley's stance was justified as it arguably attributed to the exploitation of his manic physical humour by dumbing it down and playing it out to an almost tiring and foolish degree. Um, Chris Farley's brothers appear as cops. Oh, oh the twins. Of course, yes. <laughs> um, behind the cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. Um... According to Bradley Jenkel, Chris Farley demanded that Chris Rock co-star in this film and would not do the film without Rock. Good on him. The title role was originally written for Dana Carvey. I don't don't know how you do all the fat white ninja jokes then. Yeah. Chris Farley was injured on the set while doing one of his own stunts. 
mm-hmm. when he was trying to hide like a ninja and jump through the wall. During one take, he dove into the wall and hit a stud which did not break. Oh, fuck. Um, sadly, this is one of Chris Farley's final movie roles right. before his death on December 18th, 1997. Yep. Um, the film has multiple connections to the Mortal Kombat films. You've got uh-huh. Robin Shaw, who plays Go-By, um, who was Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. Keith Cook, who plays Nobu, was a reptile and Sub-Zero in the films, respectively. Yeah. Um, and the film has the same music composer. And even George. the trailer featured a voiceover tagline of, they put the mortal back in combat. They knew what they were doing. Oh, it's similar to the Happy Time Murders, what yep. they did with theirs. Chris Farley's name in the movie Haru means spring in Japanese. Oh, why? I don't know. It's a trivia, I suppose. And the swords Haru uses the most are Chinese broadswords that are not used by ninja. Good attention to detail. He's not a ninja. No. (laughs) So that's that's pretty much all the trivia. So, Uh yeah, it's a sad way for him to go. Yes. So what other Chris Farley movies do you even recall? So there's Tommy Boy. There's Tommy Boy. Which I think is a good movie. Uh, I really liked Black Sheep as well. But so they're, they're effectively the same film because it's him co-starring Dave with Spade. David Spade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But oh, I've never seen Almost Heroes, which is him with Matthew Perry. Oh. It's about a road comedy about two guys whose mission is to beat Lewis and Clark. That could be okay. pretty interesting. Apparently he's in Joe Dirt. I don't more like this. What have I done? Not his career. Yeah. So he didn't have a lot of movies, but he had a lot of um, uh, notoriety through skits and yes, sketches. through Saturday Night Live. Through Saturday Night Live. So I think he could have definitely been like a main staple kind of comedian mm, but and be in like all these comedic movies, but his life... Took a sad turn. It did take a very sad turn. Um, but... It's at least you still have everything that he's done. Yeah, in there. Did you have you watched I Am Chris Farley? No. Oh no, I've seen like different Chris Farley type things about his life. I highly recommend that. So that's like they interview his whole family, Mm -hmm. David Spade, like everyone from Saturday Night Live. Like it's really good Mm -hmm. insight and like um, Chuck Lorne. Was it Chuck Lorne? No, Michael Lorne. The yeah, yeah, the, 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 life, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. the way he speaks about him is just incredible. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, okay, you feel, yeah, things would have gone quite differently. Yeah, I almost think if Chris Farley together. had stayed around with us, mm-hmm. I don't think Adam Sandler would have a career. I think mm. he would have. I think there's there's two different there's they're different avenues. He'd have a career. But they'd be it'd be different. I don't Rob think Schneider as, I don't would think not have a career. I don't think it'd be as prolific. Rob Schneider would not have a career. No, barely Schneider. barely has one now. No, so exactly. There's no need for him being in those movies. If Madame Zeller did, mm. it would be similar to what happened in like oh, Billy Madison. Because right, Chris Farley is in Billy Madison, he's the bus driver. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's in all the, like a few of the other ones that Adam Sandler did. So yeah. I think it's he definitely would have had a career. Mm. Like he would have been and but I think he would have got more leading roles and all these different things. So I don't know. I reckon he would have got he would have got to a point. I reckon he'd be one of those kind of comedians that transitioned into like drama. 
I reckon there was there was uh, something deep inside him. I'd say he definitely could, but mm. I think his appeal was oh, his was physical nature. Comedy. He's like his Which nature. Which what they've said nature. here is that they took it to the nth degree and it didn't work. It worked for the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I don't know what they did. It was an hour and 15 of other nothing. stuff and attempts at it. Okay, but do we try? We're going to try. Um, <laughs> so hard. So it starts. Why do we keep doing comedies? <laughs> So it starts, a boat crashes in the, what's the ocean near Japan? I'm not a geographer. The Japanese ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, in some sort of trunk thing is baby Chris Farley. And yes. they talk about a legend of a white ninja coming to this and you and see him grow up. baby is the white ninja. And... Yep. And then you see him grow up and you see a really funny looking kid with the Chris Farley haircut. He looks really like Chris similar. Farley. It was good. I'd like to see what he looked like now. I don't think we'd be able to figure out who he is. That, well, I'm sure we could. Anyway, um, and then you see him just bumble and fumble around for a good 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, like we said, at this point, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's put you to sleep, but uh, yeah, it's I don't funny. Know why. I'm, I'm yawning considerably <laughs> at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like My mm. favourite one is where they're all, got, um, they're all doing hot burning coals. Yeah. <laughs> and they're putting their hands down to test. And and you turn to me, he's like, he's going to be cooking something, isn't he? <laughs> and there he's got... On, he's got a skewer. On some... Some skewers. Japanese size. Yeah. <laughs> just some kebabs going. It's just... Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And then um, they all kind of have like some sort of ceremony and he doesn't... <laughs> Where they, they have to lift up a <laughs> hot cauldron of boiling liquid. Yes. That sears on the branding. Uh-huh. And yes, he... <laughs> His brother does it and stands there like it burns and does nothing. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, as soon as he gets it, he pours it all over everyone. Yep. It's just great. Yeah. As I said, first, yeah. if, first 15 minutes. I think after uh, the Allison leaves, this movie just goes quickly downhill. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's as soon as he's off on his first little adventure. Yep. Although I do enjoy the bit where... He's, so he meets Alison. Alison yes. says she needs help. Yep. This random blonde white woman in the middle of Japan has yeah, come. We don't to quite this, understand why she's there, but it's come okay. to this weird little commune oh, well, thing. The husband is there. Yeah, true. And she's so heard about that. She's heard about the ninjas, I guess. Anyway, so she she wants him to follow uh-huh. her boyfriend. Um, Haru thinks this is just a jilted lover. That he's got it in with now, so he's like, "Yep, I'll, I'll, I'll follow that. him. And I'll tell you what he's doing." He fucks up everything in the dojo. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> my favorite was just you picking up and like, "Oh, those pots are going to break." <laughs> but I don't think you even pictured the fact that the entire shelving unit would just no. I thought he would under like, its own weight. Yeah, and, I thought he was just going to like knock him over with his nunchucks, but no, no. the whole thing collapses. Yeah. I think my favorite actual line that he ever said was. He's trying to grab one of the ninja poles or whatever, and everything falls down. Yep. And he goes, this racking was not made by a ninja. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, that, well, it's probably true. I liked it. It's good. Um, but he, he goes off on his first mission, and he's... He's in Beverly Hills. It looks it's, it's, very, it's Beverly Hills, but they're pretending it's Japan still. Yeah. Um, I, I love him getting caught on the gate. <laughs> Because he gets, he's trying to hide. He was defeated. And the automatic gate picks him up and he slides along. But my favourite bit is, it then cuts to him in the middle of the ocean in his little boat saying, yep. your, your gate may attack me. 
<laughs> but I'll come in through the rear. Yeah. Something like that. It's so good. Just... <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, um, we meet Evil Man and he's counterfeiting money. Evil Man shoots someone, he's counterfeiting money, shoots someone, he falls off into the boat that Haru is in. Yeah. And it's just, it's these moments where he's, yeah. he's very good physically. Like, anytime something happened, his reactions. Oh, he's very good at facial expressions. Were great. Mm-hmm. And then him just trying to, like, paddle away as the cops see him yeah. with his dead body. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, the other ninjas crack the shits because yep. he shouldn't have pretended to be a ninja and now they think there's ninjas going around killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets sent off to he, go investigate further. I think he goes, I need to go to Beverly Hills. Yep. This girl needs saving. And then uh, they send off uh, the head ninja or the best, the, the head student his, ninja. His brother. Yes, his his brother. Yeah. To he, go protect him. Yeah, but he cannot be seen. mm um, and then from there, hilarity ensues. He goes to the airport. He gets caught at the metal detector because he's got all of his weapons. Yep, can't still drive gets, a car. Still gets let on the plane. Yeah, talks to a kid, telling him what he's up to. Kid asks him, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'll kill you." <laughs> like I can't tell you, but if I do, I'll kill you. So the kid's dad punches him in the face. Yeah, just things like that. Yeah, like he gets in the car, can't drive the the rental car, the automatic uh, seatbelts. <laughs> Starts choking him, so he cuts it. I wonder why that's not a thing in most cars. Because it didn't look very safe. Well, no, it doesn't. I mean... <laughs> Just things happen. and Goes to the hotel. He all, The running gag of him leaving his shoes outside. That was good. And the old like cleaner at the hotel oh, constantly hell. sweeping them up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, that's... It's just, we meet Chris Rock... Uh, that happens. Yeah. Um, they 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 team up. Chris Rock teaches him the ways of modern civilization and mm-hmm. makes him dress up as a pimp. And, yes. Um, he tries and stops every blonde person that he can find, thinking mm-hmm. they're Allison, including a very Fabio-looking dude. Yes. And then it, it just all... It all just kind of goes to a head and... How, how many situations can we put Chris Farley into where he fucks is, up? fucks up, physically interacts with things mm-hmm. in hilarious ways and constantly just goes, ah! sounds like that. We didn't mention it, but the first 15 minutes didn't say a word. He was yep. all sound effects. Yeah, just, ah! yeah, it was great. Um, uh, I think the the more prominent thing that he did was dress up as a teppanyaki chef. Yes, in one of the better scenes. In one the of movie. the better scenes and attempted to do teppanyaki, which was also just, ah! Doing that. Yes, I'm really... Non-stop. Uh, very insensitive yes. sounds. Cultural appropriation. I'm not going to say that term. Um, yeah. But all that happens. And uh, th- like things are always going bad for him, and his brother's always there, being yep. the super ninja that he is, yes. kind of saving the day without Chris Farley ever realising. Mm. And things all come to a head. He uh, disguises himself as the... The counterfeit money as Will maker Sasso. Yep. as Will Sasso's character, yeah. um, and is found out and does a pretty spot on impression of Will Sasso. Yeah, I'm like, I reckon Will would have loved that. Yeah, because it's it's like he was doing like his gag. Yeah, better than him. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, um, and then he's caught out by the bad guys. Yep, um, he's sensei through the ninja 
psychic plane, gives him a bit of a pep talk, yep. tells him, no, you are the great white ninja. He's not, but he's just telling just him, that to tell to him that. Yep. Give him a bit of a pep. Yep. Um, and he saves the day yep. with the help of his brother. Yep. Was, I did like that by the end, it's just like, he is actually good. And they hint at it throughout the movie. They do that. I like, think he's... It's, it's pretty much, whenever he's not thinking about what he's doing... He's all right. He's actually quite... Yes. They inst- hint at instinct it with... takes over. Like, there's a few times where he'll be throwing things without mm. thinking about it, and it, like, lands perfectly. Like, he doesn't even yeah. attempt one and, like, stabs the bad guy by accident or with yeah. that painting and... Yeah. Like... I think, I think it's just, with a clear mind, he's really good. Yes. But without one, he thinks too much. It's the ending in hindsight. Yeah. Massive parallels with Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah. I read a review just before that mentions Kung Fu Panda. So. Yeah. But that's what it like. Yeah. You look at this now and you go, this film is, it's Kung Fu Panda. It, it Kung Fu Panda took, it took all of the ideas that this could have been. Yep. And put it into actual good Pretty practice. much the fat outsider. Yep. The... Strangely adoptive father, father and parent, yeah, yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. I think it's which I I, I love those movies. So, so yeah, Let, let's be honest. We're not really going <laughs> to talk more scene by scene. It's it is it's a funny film. I there are so many concerning things around it. That the mm. cultural appropriation in this film, <laughs> is, like, let's be fair, nineteen ninety seven was a different time. It was a different time. But watching this now, mm. there's elements of uncomfortability yes. throughout it. Like, any time they're like, you're a ninja, but you're white. You're just like, oh, God. Yeah, I know. But, and uh, that's one point we want to go into is around the music. Which, oh, the, the two I'll, songs, I'll let yes. Cam uh, kind of lead that one. So there, there was two songs in this movie performed by different people at different stages. They had "Turning Japanese," which is again part of that real uncomfortable. Again, not about being Japanese. <laughs> and they had "Kung Fu Fighting" performed by several different people. Yep. And that was it. So they've paid for the rights of these ones, obviously. And then yep. you know what? Rinse and repeat. They've got Japanese in the title, and they have Kung Fu in the title. And it all works. It all worked out. Every single time. You're like, yes, that is the right music choice for this scene. <laughs> I think they, in one of the scenes, they played Turning Japanese, turned it off for a second, and then played it again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Great film. <laughs> so let's let's just... Because you came into this thinking you were going to hate it. I told you, no, I used used to enjoy it. I still enjoy it, but not with the reverence that I did as a kid. I, okay, I enjoyed the first 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and then it it dragged. Yeah. So give me more. I reckon reckon it dragged up until (laughs) Teppanyaki and then it lost me again. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. We, (sighs) We also didn't talk about just the amazingness of the brother. And how he just, every time he appeared, it was a thing oh, he of was beauty. So good. Like, he, he, he found a way to assimilate himself into every situation. Yeah. Seamlessly. Like at the Teppanyaki, where he was dressed oh. as a woman, which also had one of my favourite just sight gags, which yeah. you missed, and I, I told you about it, where he's fighting one yep. of the gangsters. The gangster pulls off his short wig <laughs> to reveal his even longer 
Natural hair. Male wig. <laughs> it was so good. That's not a wig. That was no, his hair. Yeah, he's like, luscious locks. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah. What, what, what would you say? Would you recommend this to people? I would. I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd recommend if you have, have a couple. Have a couple? Have yeah, a couple this would be a great it. film to watch while. And with people. Yeah. Watch with I'm, I'm actually pretty disappointed Bakes missed Bakes this would one. Have loved it. He would have loved every second of it. As a man who. He is a man who loves Johnny English. I oh. feel like this is sort Which of. Which we're about to see the sequel of. Are we? I've never seen the first one. Did you not see what I posted in no. our WhatsApp chat? No. Must have missed it. The villain of Johnny English 2 mm. is Plop. Oh, maybe I did see that. Hang on. Is there three Johnny English movies? Possibly. So whatever the the new one is that's so about to hit three. cinemas in a couple of weeks, yep. Plop is the villain. I've never seen any of them. Either have I, but Plop is the villain. <laughs> maybe we'll have to watch them. I would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, as Bakes is a massive yeah. fan of those, and he loved like Pink Panther. He loves just physical, physical comedy. comedy. Yeah. Mm. This is what all that is. The first fifteen, he would have been <laughs> uproariously laughing. Yeah. Um. So I would recommend it. Yeah. If could. you're in the mood. Yeah. And just it's a switch your brain off. Yeah. Don't worry about how culturally insensitive it is, and or just borderline how much racist at times. Yeah, or just it doesn't really make sense all yeah. the time. Now let's let's get into some. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to rate it. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Nah. Ah, oh, come on. Nah, it's okay. Uh, How many white ninjas? <laughs> uh, two fat white ninjas. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I thought you were going to go lower. That's pretty good. That's so, um, Rotten Tomatoes is very interesting. Uh-huh. Uh Again, it's 1997 film. Its tomato meter is at 14. percent No, no consensus. Audience score is 53%, and as Cam has just mentioned, no critical consensus no. whatsoever. No. I think um, I'm going to read my uh, review I found. Are these audience or critical? Audience. Okay. Yep. Yep, go for it. Okay, so this is from Martin M. This is half a star. Okay. Tedious drivel. Repetitive acts of clumsy oafishness. How many times can you pirouette about nonsensically... Before the predictable demolition of the surrounding valuables. <laughs> that was like a really long sentence. And yeah. I thought it nearly stopped a few times. I like I like this one. One star. Yep. Dan M. I'm sure you've read this one because I think you read yes. it. Yes. Absolutely horrendous. It's like Dumb and Dumber meets a live action version of Kung Fu Panda minus all the humour. <laughs> Quite possibly Eve. Even worse than Master of Disguise, Incorrect. which is one of the worst movies Incorrect. ever. I've never seen Master of Disguise. Fucking horrendous. Never do it. Okay. We should watch it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned this doesn't have a single digit score on RT because this shit was whack. Yo. Got a... There are some... There's some actual good reviews here. Yeah. There's 171 pages of them, so... Yeah. So here's a, here's a four star, which is probably going to be the best one you get. Mm-hmm. I haven't laughed that many times at a movie in quite a while. Chris Farley is hilarious. Don't look for depth here, just total silliness. See, that's that's yeah. probably not a four-star review, but they've given it four stars. So, who am I to argue with that? I've got a two-and-a-half star uh-huh. here from Phil H. It's, it's a longie, but we'll, we'll give it a whirl. Yeah, go for it. He's flagged as a super reviewer. Oh. 
I suppose it was too much to ask to make it through the whole of this film without hearing the songs Kung Fu fighting and turning Japanese. Translation, this is probably and predictably the most cliched film you'll most likely see, but Farley is the star so we can forgive it a bit. Um, Jeez. Jeez. (laughs) The whole obvious gag of this film is that being that he's not the prophesied great ninja, Mm -hmm. or is he? Nor is he really very good at being a ninja at all. The whole film is pretty close to the classic Pink Panther as Farley goes on a mission to help the stereotypical sexy blonde lady whilst being shadowed by his ninja brother, played by D-list actor martial artist Robin Shaw. In other words, a bit like Inspector Jacques Clouseau and Mm -hmm. Kato. Well, I think so. Farley may not be to everyone's taste with extremely simple, dumb routine, but I, for one, love it. This setting and concept does add a nice hint of originality to Farley's portfolio, even though the whole idea of a spoof martial arts film isn't. All the slapstick does get a tiny bit tiresome towards the end as the same visual jokes are regurgitated, regurgitated, Mm -hmm. but overall still a nice laugh-out-loud serving of a chop-socky action. As usual, with Farley, brain is not required. Nope. I think that's... That, that helps, sums, sums up. up what we were just saying. So, nah. I'd watch it again. I don't. Uh, I don't know how quickly I'd watch it again, but I'd watch it with bags. Yeah, like I actually can't. I don't think I can put a number on the amount of times I've seen it. It's quite a lot. Too many. Probably too many. It's not an awful. It's just a bit boring. Yeah, through the middle part. And I, I think everyone recognises that the fact that when you start leaning on the same joke hmm. constantly in the one movie, yeah, you, you're going to struggle. Yes, I think you need diversify the portfolio of jokes, I yeah. would have thought. Um, but at this point in time, Chris Farley, and if he said he hated it, he obviously wanted to do some more yeah, interesting work with it, which is which would have been good to see. Yeah. Like I, I said, think I, I, think he would have, I think he would have been very interesting to see how his career would have trajected. Yeah. Mm. I think it would have been a, it could have been a lot better movie. Than what we got, because oh, I think most you can, definitely you can use this premise and actually make it really funny. And I think they just kind of squandered a lot of the yeah, a lot of the middle part <laughs> and the end. Yep. Yeah. All right. Like we said, nice our listeners, one. this is going to be a nice short one. So that's a little bite size, a little bit of a taste. Um, so that's pretty much where we're at. As uh-huh. you know, we've still got a few movies that we're we're trying to get through. So there's uh-huh. obviously Paddington Two. Yep. Uh, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Glen Gary, Glen Ross. The Raid. The Raid. Jeez, I hadn't even thought of that one. So, uh-huh. still lots to come. And everything on and the everything wheel. On the wheel. Oh, Jesus. Also, uh, my uh, we I've I've, I've had some uh, talk back from uh, Jack. Oh, yes. He's asked if we've watched the Big Les show, and I said it's not a movie. That's what I told him. But I watched season one. It took me 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking by. It's not a movie. No, you're right. It's not. Um, but I thought I'd give him that little bit. Yeah. There you go, mate. <laughs> if you're listening. If you're listening. Cam's review. I at least watched it. I watched it. <laughs> Very good. There so, go. and then just guys, just a quick little bit of admin. As usual, uh, jump on our socials. You can find us as the Cameo Guys. Subscribe and review these mm-hmm. podcasts. That'd really help us, mm-hmm. you know, grow. 
what we're trying to do here, which would be fantastic. Um, and as we mentioned at the start, we've got our new podcast, which is the Batchy Chats podcast. So probably not for everyone who listens, because it is very no, and you're Bachelor-centric. But yeah, you're guaranteed to get Bakes on that one, though. Yes, you are. So Bakesy so is... So for Bakes. Yeah, if you want to hear a different host, he's your guy. So <laughs> he's there you go. yeah, make sure you give a listen to that, or at the very least, follow that podcast on uh, the socials as well. Because, mm-hmm. like we said, it'd be really great to to build out both shows. So, mm-hmm. thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya.